Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball or you're an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com right now and sign up. Yo. Yeah. What's happening, dog? We back. Guess, guess who's back? Getting a little fancy here. See how this uh, how this live stream goes. Shout out to y'all if y'all hopping on the live stream. I didn't even put a word out. Hey, it's all right because the word is the word and the word is out. The word, word, word. The, the bird, bird is, is the, the word. word. The bird, bird, bird. Hey, first of all, to everybody viewing us right now on YouTube, shout out to you. Go and hit that subscribe button. Hit the like. Hit the notification. Gang, 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 and become one of our. Lucky, lucky supporters. Yo, it just uh, just happens to be that this is how you're going to get the fight on May 28th. Cerro Miedo going down at uh, Icon Sales, 74th and Federal. Uh, weigh-ins are early. The show starts about, we said, 1 o'clock or yeah. 2 o'clock, I mean. Uh, it's going to be a day of fighting, all kinds of fights. Um, if you missed the episode last week, make sure you go back and check that out. Tons and tons and tons of dope interviews. Uh, really awesome young people that were out there. Um, they were flexing a little bit, man. They were kind of showing their personality a little bit. And, you know, they were humble. But at the same time, they were very confident. So it was cool to meet them young guys and gals. Yeah, and, and that's what it is, man. Like, come out and support the young athletes, right? We're not saying you have to come out and support us necessarily. But these are young kids that are out yep. there putting their body on the line for you, the fans, the viewers. And like you young know? Ezra, it's his first It's his first go at it. Some of these kids, it's their second, third fight. So, you know, some of them are, are, are seasoned, you know, like our boy, like our boy, uh, like our boy X over there, you know, he's he's seasoned, you know. Yep. Um, our boy No-No, he's seasoned. So, yep. yo, that's going to be a great night of fighting, though, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, know you're, I know you're getting excited. Yeah, and our boy Mike, you know, he's already entrepreneur in it and selling shirts, you know. <laughs> so if you're there at the live event, make sure you check out his booth and get one of his shirts, $18. Support these young men as yeah. they're trying. And you ladies, shout out to Gia and Gigi. Um, you know, they just... Support them while right. they continue to grow within this sport. Show them the love and elevate them and show them that the hard work that they're putting in is worth it, right? They're not doing it for nothing. They're doing it for themselves and to get better at the sport, but they also should be doing it for some fan support. So go and support them. As always, man, make sure you hit up dnasportsdenver.com. Don't get a little fancy with it, dog. Got the website up on a live stream, son. Yeah. But, yo, make sure you visit the website, booking, book you a training session, uh, visit the podcast, um, get caught up with what we got going on over there, man. Uh, tons and tons and tons of stuff. I know we're getting into fall football here already, and it's not even summer yet. Um, I just finished track season, man. Shout out to our 4x200 uh, relay team. They're going to state. They'll represent on Thursday, be able to race for uh, – a chance for a state championship man so that's pretty dope for them that is what's up but make sure when you're on that website you also get some merch because look oh, at yeah. that logo right there man it's popping nice on your chest you know we got other things hoodies beanies whatever you need right. check out dna sports denver and get you some merch get you looking right speaking of track man i got to give a shout out 
I got to give a shout out to my niece, Faith, man. This was her first year in track, and she placed third in the 400 meter and the 800. So that's dope. Shout out to her for going out there. Um, really, I mean, this is her first time in track, really her second, third sport period. Um, and she's just growing into a young, great athlete, and I think the sky's the limit for her. We'll have to get her. Uh, we'll have to get her hooked up, bro, so we can uh, we can teach her how to throw. For sure, throw discus, throw shot, throw like a girl. Um, it's always it's always awesome to get the young ladies out there throwing, chopping, and discus. Shout out to my girls this year, man. It was a uh, you seen the pictures, bro. I was I was a proud coach that uh, on 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 Saturday and Friday, man. It was a uh, it was an emotional emotionally wrecked day for me Saturday, dude, because some of my seniors they're going out, and then you know it's just you know how it is, bro. When we're we're there for a long season, man. You you build up that camaraderie, that love. You guys see each other six days out the week, and uh, it's you know I tell them all the time they're like an extension of my kids. So it's it was uh, it was fun though. It's great to see the the progress we had this year. Yeah, for sure. I seen Scott, and he was kind of. We were talking about how he was in, and then out, and then there was the one more meet for him to try to get yeah. back into eighteen. Um, so you know, he was kind of worried about that, but also just doing his thing and 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 letting it know that he was going to compete regardless. That's and finish right. Finish out the season, however he finished, and you know what he did this year is still an accomplishment. Needless to say, whether he made state or not, yeah, that's what I have to tell him, dude. Uh, not just him, but like uh, one of my guys, Miguel. He's a uh, man. He's hard on himself, you know, and he he yeah. expects a lot out of himself. And it, on the one hand, I'm excited about that because these kids have come to find certain success as as customary and not just a surprise anymore so they're extra hard on themselves and they really take it hard when they don't perform up to snuff or to where they where they should be and you know sometimes the well not sometimes but most of the time the the negative and bad feelings always stick out more than them good feelings so as a coach it's my job to be like hey you know what I know this was bad but look how far you've come this season look what you've done this season I mean mm-hmm. Miguel man like all oh my guys Miguel Frankie Scotty they were all just barely pushing 100 or just under 100 and this year man they were all pushing for that 120 mark um you know in practice we're hitting like 115 120s all the time now Scotty's like living in the 120 130 and he's just right there on that edge to to actually make it into state so you know it was it was a great season but all to you know to all good things must come an end so unfortunately that's what where we're at now yeah you know what that's crazy that you brought it up about him being an athlete who really cares, you know, and it's a good thing because if our viewers out there want to go check out an episode a few weeks back, we actually talked about what kind of athlete would we prefer oh, yeah. a kid that, you know, tried his hardest regardless but wasn't the most talented kid or the most talented kid in the world who was kind of lazy and didn't want to try because he thought his talent was going to take him places. Kind of just going through the motions and, and, and not really kind of living by off their talent. And, yeah, man, I mean – it just lets me do that as a coach. Like I, I it, it drives me nuts sometimes, but at the same time, it makes me super excited because I know that they care yeah. and I know that they're, they're wanting to do whatever they can to, to make sure that they're, they're performing at top level and, they're, they're like, coach, you proud or coach, you pissed about me, you disappointed. I'm like, no, dude, don't worry about it. We're good right now. Just, you know, do what you guys do. And, you know, I'm, I'll be here to cheer you guys on and, and coach you up where you need to be coached up. So uh, it's, it's tough, but you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to another one. We're already planning on going to a, a little uh, little camp here in June, at the end of June. 
Yeah, so. man. So, you know, it's on to the next season. When it, That's what it is about sports yep. is people are always like, when did your season start and when does it end? doesn't. For a coach, man, it really <laughs> never – there is a, never a start or an end. Like you might the, get two weeks. Yeah, where the last one finishes, the next one starts. You yep. know, you're always working to the next season. So, you know, there's really no rest for the wicked, as they would say. But, you know, also wrapping up is, is hockey. I didn't even realize they were still playing hockey, man. There's, there's hockey going on? Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> the Kraken are still doing their thing. Freaking Avalanche, dude. Uh, yeah, dude, they're they're going to game seven. Yeah. Kraken. I mean, I was surprised by it. I'm glad to see that they're they're still doing good. I'm just I'm happy to see that it wasn't that the Avalanche just completely sucked. They got beat by a better team this year. And, you know, the, I think on paper you can be a great team, but, you know, to each their own, but I think I want to, I'm, I'm cheering on the Kraken still just because I want to be like, all right, if we lost, we lost to the champion. Yeah. And then, you know, when you talk about one season ending and the next season starting right when the other one finishes, we're already right there knocking on the door of mini camps. So I know they had rookie mini camps going on throughout the league this right now. And, you know, I, I put some, I don't know if you've seen the rundown, but I threw some NFL stuff down there too. Um, just because, you know what, the NFL is like a, like a, you know, a 365, 12 month a year freaking business now and so you can talk about nfl all the time but mini camps already open up before you know like training camp gonna be opening up before yeah. you know preseason to be here and then next thing you know it's it's it, on it's on and cracking on and cracking and i can't wait you know i was looking forward to it the minute last season ended so the fact that it's here and it's knocking on the door i'm all ready for it baby man i got a question to ask you and we'll get into, we'll dive into this a little bit more. But I have to ask you because I'm begging to ask you because it's here and it's fresh. You see jogging? I know you're not talking about Ja Rule because he, <laughs> he ain't fresh. You know what I mean? You ain't heard about uh, him in a while. I'm talking about Ja Morant, dude. Yeah, man. You Mr. Know, Biscuit. No, need, I can't even call him Mr. Biscuit because that'd be disrespectful to that. That one right there? That's the one we're looking for. Come on, Ja, man. The thing is, is. We'll, like you said, we'll dive into it later, but you can't teach old dog new tricks. Yeah, and at this point, man, like it kind of feels like you are who you are. You know, mm-hmm. um, we can we can think otherwise, and like you said, we'll dive into it. But I just thought it was interesting, dude. I can't believe it's the same same situation. And and to his credit, no one has said st- has said stated where how old that video is. So that video could have came before the season, you know, something like that. But at the same time, like... I, I mean, I hope that's the case. You figure they would already come out like that, though. But even if it was, right, if it was like you knew you filmed yep. another video and yep. you just got popped for one, you should be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, did you mention that before? Like, there might be another one that comes surfacing. That's right. Instead of just, like, waiting for it to come out, hoping that it doesn't come out. Like, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure <laughs> there, bro. Wow. You got that big-ass F on it right now, man. I can't believe that, that, that boy's going down for that again, dude. It's just, It's just kind of... It's not funny. It's it's tragic. It's insanity. Stupid. It's Stupid. Truly insanity. Like, that, what did Chris Carter get in trouble for a while back talking about everyone get a fall guy? Yeah. Well, damn it, he should have a fall guy at this point that, you know what, he's hired security. You make money, you're about to get super maxed. Well, maybe. You're about to get super maxed or you just did get super maxed. Like, you got the money, man. Hire hire somebody to carry that thing for you. Stop stop waving it around. Like, you're not a rapper. You're a basketball player. And even if you are a rapper, man, you got these kids looking up to you. Get your shit together. Yeah, for sure. But not all is bad in basketball, though. Not all is bad. Because our boys, 
they're doing it. And and once again, we got my dude Dom Stradamus over here. Hey, just bro. just calling predictions. I, I may do it again. <laughs> I, because the lucky number six is going to hold true again <laughs> for the Western Conference Finals. Yep. Nuggets and six. They're going to take a Nuggets and six, huh? Nuggets and six. Hey, you first know, the last two, time. We're going to split the first two. The first oh, don't four. say that. Okay, okay, okay. We're okay. going to split the first four. Home we'll take home. We'll take our home. They'll take their home. We win five. Okay. They better, they better hope, you know, that they take six because. Because and force a seven because I truly feel we will end it in six again. So you got you got the same approach that we took in uh, in, in in Phoenix with that one right there. Then pretty much, I, they, they better not let us go up three one. I you know if it's three one, it's a wrap. And you know I'm I'm confident. I know that's LeBron and I know that's AD over there. But I just saw AD get knocked out with a with a with a light touch to the forehead, bro. So taken out in a wheelchair, <laughs> bro. <laughs> he's gonna need uh, life support, uh, flight for life to get him out of this life. one. Listen, the thing that I love about this matchup, right? Because all the Laker fans they're hyping up AD. AD's playing ball right now. You guys can't contain AD. But no one's talking about how great. The Denver defense did with KD and the Suns, right? They, yeah. I know they were they were limited to to players being out, but you know, I think for for me personally, I think Aaron Gordon played great. Yeah, I think MPJ played great. So those guys who will be strictly taking care of LeBron and or AD at any yeah. given time, those guys are coming to play. So I'm not worried one bit. Well, and, and at the same time as you say that too, like. I, I feel like they were um, they were much more aggressive in their defense on both KD and Devin Booker yep. in in the last two games, and I definitely see like something like that carrying over in this next one because I, I have a feeling they're going to try to play LeBron the same way, get him tired, get AD tired. I mean, they're the the Lakers bench is much like Phoenix's bench. They're probably a little bit better, you know, but it's kind of that same thing where. Um, you know they're going to be hot at home and they're going to be crap at on the road and we just got to hope we take advantage of the situations we have when it comes to playing at home take care of our home court go ahead and hold it down i mean jokic is coming off a series where he averaged a 34 point triple double bro like his his numbers against phoenix were ridiculous especially after they announced Embiid being the mvp yeah. i think at that point it solidified what the real goal is and the real goal is that seri- that, that nba finals mvp and that nba championship that's the real goal yeah, you know, the only thing that everybody, obviously, that is not a Lakers fan is worried about and the Lakers fans are looking forward to is the overabundance of free throws that LeBron James is probably going to get. You yeah. know, we all know that he's going to get fouls galore. He's going to flop. He's going to be all over the floor. He doesn't have the same in-ring composure as some of these fighters that we'll have one coming up on the 28th, but he will be flopping on the floor <laughs> to try to get a foul or two. But we're prepared for it. it we're not going to let anything take us out of our game, and we're coming to win, bro. This is bro, our year. I just don't want that to become an excuse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want them to use or anybody to use the referees as an excuse um, because it's always like it, it's like the – that's like the the Denver way of things sometimes when it comes in, in sports. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the referees didn't call the game like this or they called the game like this. And right. I get it. It happens. It definitely happens. But at the same time, bro, like, 
We just got to go out there and play our game. We go True. out there and play our game, dude. I don't care what these referees do unless it's obviously blatant. And at that point, like, yo, it's going to be obvious and it's going to be a big deal. But, man, I, I I think this is our year. Sometimes it just feels like like it's, this is supposed to happen and this is supposed to be. And I kind of get that feeling with the Nuggets right now, man. They're they're ready. And I and I'm, I, I like your, your Nuggets in six because I know it's not going to be easy. But, I, but you said it. If they go down, if the Nuggets go up 3-1, Game five, we got to close it out. Yeah, and we got to. You know, you know, we can't be looking like Philly in the supposed MVP and uh, being up three one and then and then losing that thing. I really think we have to get it done in five or six because I think the that the Celtics are going to get it done in four or five. Man, and on that note, I want to make sure we hit this little promo real quick before we go on. Dom, okay. I want to make sure big shout out to Icon Boxing. Yo, Sunday, May 28th, Icon Boxing proudly presents Sierra Miedo, the 2023 show for the bouts. This is going to be an amazing event for fight fans of all ages. Um, they're going to have custom ring walks. They're going to have these these beautiful bouts. Um, and, and, of course, the thing that we're... We're definitely like pretty damn excited about is they're going to have commentary by your boys here at DNA Sports. That's right, baby. So make sure you guys come out. We'll have some tickets. Tickets are going to sell on Monday. Um, I was talking to Mario. We're going to stop by there this week. Uh, today, actually, is when they go on sale. But we're going to stop by there this week and go go film a little bit of uh, of training. And go say what up to the to the fighters and kind of poke our head around a little bit. But he has some tickets for us to, get, to pick up, and so we'll have a little bit of tickets that we can hook you guys up and sell them to you or whatever. You got to get you connected, um, and then we'll get you guys there. But May twenty eighth, Sunday, it's going down at Icon Sale seventy fourth and Federal Seattle Miedo uh, two thousand twenty three fight for the bouts. And again, if. You can't get a ticket because they do sell out quickly. Mario has the best events in town, so they're going to sell out very quickly. But if you don't get a ticket, don't worry. We got you yep. because it will be streamed on our YouTube and yep. on our website. So make sure that you're checking out DNA Sports Podcast on YouTube and dnasportsdenver.com. Hit the like button. Hit the notification button. So that way you get updated as soon as we go live so you don't miss a fight. And if you're on the live stream right now, you're you're where you need to be. That's right. You you found yourself in the right place because that's where it's going down on Sunday, May 28th on the YouTube channel, dnasportsdenver.com. Make sure you're there. And we want some interaction, too. So if you're on the live, drop some comments. We might be watching the live feed during the day to see if there's any comments that pop up that we want to chat with you, the viewers, the listeners, right? If you yep. see a fight and you don't like the outcome of the fight, maybe you want to drop a comment in there and see what we have to say and get our opinion on on whether the fight went the way it's supposed to go. Because you know boxing, and you know <laughs> that on the 28th, Unless you're MCF and you plan on knocking somebody out, <laughs> you can't leave it up to the judges. Well, and you know, you know. With that being said, they're giving away a couple big, beautiful trophies for fight of the night. So that's also a chat. The chat on the live stream is also a place where you can voice your opinion as to which fight you might have thought, yo. That, that fight with MCF, that was the fight of the night. Or, yo, that fight with No-No, 
that was it. Or, yo, Gianna killed it. Gigi, what's up? That's my fight of the night right there. So make sure you're tuned in because it's a perfect opportunity to interact, interact with DNA. Um, we'll be excited to interact with you guys. That's for sure. Um, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. And also, man, we, we talk about it all the time. But if you want to interact with this podcast and this live stream, make sure you go to DNASportsDenver.com forward slash ask DNA and take part. Mention something that you want to talk about. Mention something that you want to hear on the podcast. Let us know what your thoughts are, what you're thinking, and let's get you upon this thing. Uh, but, yeah. It could also be an athlete, right? If you're out there, you're unsure of what kind of session you want to book, but you know you want to improve your game in some capacity, reach out to us. That's We're right. Taylor made any kind of session for you to improve you as an athlete all right we're not looking to improve you where we just want to improve every single athlete we want to improve you where you need to improve so make sure you hit us up at dnasportsdenver.com hey just to piggyback on what you said right there if you're an athlete or a company that wants to uh to, to participate, get on the on the podcast. Maybe you sell a product. Maybe you got a new album coming out. Yo, put it in our ear. We want to get you on. We we started this thing, you know, in addition to to kind of supplementing and supporting what we do as as DNA Sports Training, but also to be part of the community because the community is big to us, and it's, you can't have unity without the community. So, um, yeah, do your thing. So, Dom, we're talking a little bit earlier about the. Um, the fights, and if you haven't seen the episode, episode 32, make sure you go to the YouTube channel, go watch it, or go to the Spotify, Apple Music, or excuse me, Apple iPod, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Jesus, um, wherever you take that in and go listen, but there were some great interviews last week, you mentioned your boy MCF, uh, we mentioned Gigi, we mentioned X, we mentioned No-No, um, it, it's going to be dope, so if you guys haven't, go go play catch up to our rat list real quick. Guys, and just so you know, right, that's just a few of the fights that have icon fighters within the bout. That's right. There's going to be multiple fights there. Mario doesn't just open this up to only icon boxing. That's Whoever right. wants to compete, the doors are open. So there will be fights ranging from 8 years old all the way up to 33. So make sure you're there in the building watching the action because there will not only be young athletes male and female they'll be adults as well so come and check it out yo so real quickly man we were talking a little bit earlier some nfl stuff and uh you were like yo when i when i hit you to ask you what you want to talk about on the, on the pod today you were like yo we got to make sure we hit up free agency and some of the free agents still available so what you thinking out there man uh, who's caught your eye so much that that's got you wanting to chase down these afterthought free agents well, I mean, there, there's a couple, right? Okay. Um, obviously, we talked about, I'll keep it specific to my team. Um, we talked about maybe Dalton Reisner moving uh -huh. around and where he might land up. You know, I'm very, very intrigued to see if maybe Vegas wants to make a play for him, bring him in. Um, I think that'll be a great fit with what we're trying to do. Um, we also had Marcus Peters visit the Raiders today. Okay. Um, you know, and that's definitely an area that we look to improve all the time. You know, we've gradually been improving our defensive back room, but we are nowhere where we need to be. We need a lot of a lot of improvement in that area, especially when you play counterpart to teams like Denver, you know, who have 
Patrick Sertan and and company. So yep. you got to keep up with defensive backfields like that. You got to bring in some dogs. So hopefully, you know, the visit with Marcus Peters today, hopefully he lands a spot with us. I'll tell you one that's got my my, my eyes kind of open is this recent rumor that come out that Minnesota is going to cut Dalvin Cook unless they can restructure him or unless they can find a trade partner but they're not going to bring him back under that current $11 million uh, salary cap. You know, that's one person. I know Miami's got Moser and, and Jeff Wilson down there, um, but that's one running back that I wouldn't mind picking up. And his roots go back to Miami in his playing days. Um, or Florida State, excuse me. Not the same, but anyway. Um, that's one person I wouldn't mind bringing down there to Miami. They already got this high super-octane offense. I think the better, you know, the better, more balanced offense and. And the more you can ground and pound, especially early on in the summer, uh, summer and early fall when it's really warm in Miami, humid, and teams got to come down there and play like the Broncos are going to have to go over there early in the year. I think that benefits them to have a strong running game, and it wouldn't be somebody I wouldn't mind kicking the tires on. Yeah, you know, um, it's an unfortunate situation because right now Cook doesn't seem like he wants to play for Minnesota at his current number, um, and it doesn't look like minnesota wants to offer him very much more past that yeah um so i unfortunately i think where he's at in his career that might be the most money he gets is from the vikings i think if he lands up anywhere else it might be on maybe a one or two year deal that can be somewhere equal in the same range or it's going to be a multi-year deal at a very team-friendly yeah, I think Wage. I think right now his his cap is fourteen point one million, um, and you know Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reported on Sunday that the Vikings are willing to listen to trade offers. Um, you know he's got a big contract. I don't think anyone's really going to want to go trade for him. He's getting older. He's twenty seven now, and we say getting older, but we know running back life is different than most every other position in the sure. NFL. Yep. Um, them guys go through, especially as many touches as he's gotten over his career. Um, you know, he's had the knee injury in the past. He's coming off a of shoulder surgery this offseason, shoulder issues all last year. Um, it's one of those things where they kind of got leverage right now, and they can say, hey, you know, um, rework that deal or else sayonara. And I don't know that he's – I think maybe he might be at that point where he's ready to move on to. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and you know, he has a shoulder surgery that he just had. He had, you know, what, knee surgery – the year before last or last year so you know he's he's has some tread on his tires for sure at 27 so like i said i think he's an old 27 he is and, <laughs> but he's still a great back and he's still an explosive back that can make you know a Dude, two yards in a cloud of dust turn into a 98 yard touchdown would, would you say he's definitely good for 150 to 200 touches on a season and that's overall Ooh. that's that's receptions that's that's rushes because I mean, you know, what was his stats last year? Let's pull up his stats last year because that's what I, that's what I wonder is, you know, does he have, you know, maybe a, I, the tread to do a redu reduced role, which I mentioned like in Miami with with him being able to go down there and and join that that bow cow or not that bow cow but that running back by committee, you know, that might be a way to extend his career. Uh, a little longer his last year he went for 264 touches so i mean even 60 less touches say 100 less touches say he's down to 150 
Yeah, I mean, maybe I can see him at 150. I don't see him as a primary back in any any other team other than the Vikings. Even in the Dude. Vikings, I don't see him as a primary back. So I think he's going to take a hit when you're talking about the amount of carries he gets. However, he does still bring that dual threat of catching the ball out of the backfield. Well, I'm looking at his numbers. That was just the carries I brought up. I didn't even realize that he had 39 receptions as well. He's well over 300 touches. He's got, what, uh, about 2,400 or excuse me, 1,400 total yards. I mean. But but they were also battling injuries in that running back room in Minnesota these last year. Yeah, I mean, would they have Madison up there still? Yeah. Um, did, so, did they draft anybody? I didn't even know if they drafted anybody young. Um, you know, they might have a young guy on their roster, but I know that the, he wasn't, he was getting a lot of the primary carries, but yep. he wasn't getting as much as he was accustomed to well, in prior years with the Vikings. A lot of that goes to, to that hit, that injury history too, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, when, when, when you start taking on more and more and more and more injuries, bro, like it kind of gets to that point where, you know what, teams are kind of. You almost using that against you and counting that as like, oh yeah, perfect. He's he's breaking down. We can we can ask him to take a pay cut. We could take a little bit off the top from him. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of like the NFL standard way of op- standard mode of operations. You know what I mean? It's like if uh, if your, your running back starts starts showing any signs of wear and tear, you can devalue him and 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 you know ask him to take a pay cut or cut him. And you know, and running back such a replaceable position by some of these teams that you know. A great one like Dalvin Cook's probably going to get out of there. It looks like they drafted a seventh round running back, yeah. Dwayne McBride. So I mean, that's not the heir apparent, is it? <laughs> um, you know what? I got a question for you that just popped to my head. Uh-oh. What quarterback out of this draft class do you think will have the best rookie performance? So. Which quarterback out of this draft class is going to have the best rookie performance? Mm-hmm. Like single game performance? Or are you talking about like best season? Best season. Because obviously there's not a lot of these guys that are going to start day one. There's a few that are going to probably start day one, but there may be a few that come in later on in the year. You know, so you may see, now let's just say if, who knows what's going to happen in Tennessee, but you may see Levitt's end up coming in midway through the season. If I can see that happening. Right. I think I think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are probably going to get that opportunity a little bit quicker than any, any of these other, what quicker than Anthony. Anthony Richardson? Um, you think they're going to sit him? They brought in, they just brought in uh, Gardner Minshew. And, and did they bring Gardner, Gardner in to be a backup, which he's, I mean, or did they bring? He's a bridge quarterback either way, so I can see at any point in the season that he'll he'll get some playing time. But I honestly think C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are going to start from scratch, bro, from day one. Oh yeah, you definitely don't draft so, a quarterback one and two and then not start them. But you also probably don't draft a quarterback four and not have the, plans in starting him. So this like, is true, but I also think they signed Gardner Minshew with that mindset of trying to let him play this year. And giving Richardson as much because he's the rawest of them all. He's got the most upside, but he's got the most downside. He, I can see them drafting drafting him and signing Minshew with the idea of, hey Minshew, you're probably you know the plan is to go with you the whole season. You know, obviously plans just change if um, you know Minshew's not getting it done or he's just you know mediocre. See, I think they probably picked up Minshew to bring him in as a backup, but a guy who they know. 
that would push Anthony Richardson through camp and push him to compete for that starting job. And if he didn't push and win the starting job, that they would feel comfortable relying on a guy like Minshew to yeah. just take the lead. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do think that their plans is to go with Anthony Richardson, but their fallback guy is definitely Gardner Minshew, who really isn't a fallback guy at the end of the day. He's a he's a proven quarterback, you know what I mean, in this league. He may not be the top guy, but he can win you football games, and he's shown it. Well, here's my only counter to what you said. Originally with them drafting him there to with that idea of him starting – um, I don't think, you know, you can guarantee that he falls to you at four, you know, especially with um, Arizona's willingness to trade out of the third spot. Like, it, it's very possible someone can have swooped up there, you know, say a Seattle, say, a, you know, even the Raiders, you know, yeah, no, and, and, sure. and what it took him. So, you know, I but you're right, though. Minshew's serviceable and he can get the job done and um, – you know, I think when the young kid's ready, if they feel the young kid's ready to go, start the clock on them. Yeah, for sure, you're right. But I think, personally, for the Colts, it wasn't a best guy available type of thing. It was the best quarterback available at four were taking them. Because but, they knew it was either going to be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Anthony Richardson, right? They knew there wasn't going to be another quarterback to go above that. And if there is another quarterback to go above any of the three names I just mentioned, then that means you get a maybe Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Well, let's go back to the meat of the question you asked. You asked which of these three, which of these new uh, quarterbacks were going to make an impact, right? And looking at it, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, we, we kind of said they're going to probably start from the jump. Yeah. You know, Anthony Richardson will probably come come away mid through season, right? Well, they got they got four years plus a fifth-year option of being first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Will Levis doesn't. You're right. He's a second-round pick. You kind of got to know. You can afford to be a little bit patient, but with if Tannehill's not getting it done, and you know the other kid from uh, from Liberty, I forget his name, you know he's not getting it done. You got to start the clock on Levis because you got one whole year less, and obviously you can franchise him at that fourth year or whatever. But you kind of got to know a little bit sooner than some of these other teams. If these other teams got the benefit of having that fifth year option to be able to kind of be like, oh, you know what, we don't have to start the clock on him until mid season. But um, to answer your question, I feel that Carolina has so much good around it, you know, in terms of. Uh, you know, the, the defense is solid. Um, I think they got a good coach there. Um, I think Bryce Young starts the season in, in Carolina and probably has the biggest impact out of all these quarterbacks. You know what? Uh, I keep defending Anthony Richardson and the pick there because I kind of have a feeling that although I wasn't high on taking him very high, right, because I was kind of like he could be – he's the biggest boom or bust candidate. Yeah. I also feel like his natural intangibles and his natural ability to move around and just be athletic and be himself is kind of hard to contain 
nowadays. Yeah. So if you have another guy who's similar to Lamar Jackson yep. and you bring him into an offense who's already good with the running back like Jonathan Taylor and you run that zone read and you do a lot of run game stuff and then mix up a little bit of RPO here and there, you might have a deadly weapon in Indianapolis. So yeah. and I, I think Anthony Richardson could make a big impact. And, and you're right in, in that he plays a position that um, – you know, you can be athletic at mm-hmm. and and get by and um and kind of make and kind of make it. Look at Justin Fields, yeah. right? Yeah, you can kind of like slow cook your development as a passer because your athleticism as a passer or as a as a runner. You kind of seen it with Lamar his first few years. He started becoming a little bit more prolific in passing as he went as he as he got on. Um, you know, whether that's a good or bad thing, we can argue, but we know that that running quarterback that that carry the ball at a time that isn't sustainable, especially if, if you take, start taking some hits, you know? And so um, kind of working that development to be more of your prototypical passer, kind of your Mahomes where you can get out and do things when you need to, but you don't necessarily have to rely on that no more. Uh, one that kind of intrigues me, bro, from this draft class this year is uh Hendon hooker going to, to, to Detroit, you know, with Goff there. Obviously Goff's the plan this year. Um, but I think you give yourself a little bit of an opportunity to develop this kid. He looked really good at times in college with Tennessee this year. Like he had a really good season until he got hurt. Um, you know, there's obviously something there that if they can develop that, that can be kind of like that uh, Dak Prescott of this year's draft where, you know, he, he, he fell obviously for, for personal reasons, but Dallas swooped him up. Had like a year to develop him behind Tony Romo, and then it came down to it. Hey, we, you got to play, and and he went out there and did his thing. You know what? And you might be right, bro, because in all honesty, there are still a lot of questions about does Goff had the football IQ to really break down defenses? Yep. And if he comes in day one and shows that he has a lot more football IQ than Goff, he may win that job. Like, so I think there will be a lot of open competition within a lot of training camps this year for quarterbacks because there's a lot of talented young guys. It's kind of weird how, like, the – it's kind of like a shifting of the of the guard. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the – you see uh, uh, Matt Ryan is signing up to do uh, TV for CBS. Yeah. And he said he's not he's not calling it retirement, but I think oh, I think the retired. league kind of forced him to retire. Come on, Matt. You know I'm trying to sign you. You know, uh, one of the biggest sleepers, though, I will say, is uh, probably Aiden O'Connell drafted by yours truly. Oh, my God. And, and, and thing, but – If I have know, to hear about another Raider sleeper. Remember that name. Hey, Question. Answer. Uh, you got my text message the other night. Uh, maybe. The Raiders and the Dolphins in Miami. I did see that, On, yes. like, November, I think it's November, like, the first weekend of November, the second weekend of November. Ooh, I did see that. Um, We'll have to look. That is DJ's birthday now that you say when it is. Bring him with us, dog. Yeah, he'll have another birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Hey, we, uh, we were you at were you at his previous birthdays? Yeah. Well, so you can miss one. I know. <laughs> but before we get move on, we kind of mentioned hockey just a little bit. Yep. And I just want to give an update, all right? Because we were talking about the Kraken and the Stars that actually ended, and the Stars took that series. Oh, stars, they finished it tonight. Yep. Stars won four to three. Um, Vegas also won their series against the Oilers, four to two. Just give an update. The final four, right? You got Carolina. And you also got Florida. So Florida, Dallas, Carolina, and Vegas 
to battle it out to see who goes to the Stanley Cup. Um, who do you got? I got because I know you don't. You you know. You, you probably get your skates on, but I don't know if you get your skate on. Nah, you know what? I'm going to go with Dallas. You're going to take Dallas, huh? I'll probably take Dallas. and I don't know about Vegas, too. Uh, yeah, I'll probably take uh, Dallas versus Florida. Florida last year won the President's Trophy, had the most points in the league. This year they were the very last seed in in the Eastern Conference. Knocked out the number one seed in the Boston Bruins. Knocked out the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, who won a, a series for the first time in forever. And I think they're going to ride that wave all the way to the Stanley Cup final. And I think they're going to lose to Las Vegas. Hey, I'm not <laughs> mad at that. But hey, as long as they get there, not you got to win. If you're not first, you're last. Dude, could you imagine how Ricky exciting Bobby. it would have been if the, if the Avalanche were still in there playing Vegas in the in the West Finals while the Nuggets are playing the Lakers in the West Finals? And man, it'd have been popping all the way through Pepsi uh, Ball Arena. It would have, but we ain't built for it this year. We weren't. We took no. too many blows. Like as much as we wanted, might have been to see doing if, some blow up in the hotel. Yeah, we wanted to see if McKinnon could lead them all the way through. It, yeah. At the end of the day, just one man can't can't fuel the whole army. So. You know, it is what it is. It happens, bro. You know, it happens. Uh, but, but these bro, Nuggets, though, about to win it, though. Bro, before so, we get to the Nuggets, I got to ask you a question. What's up? Did you happen to see Martha Stewart grace in the cover of the SI swimsuit? Did I? Edition? I got it up on the screen right now. Martha Stewart is the oldest Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover model at 81. And she's encouraging all older women to look good and feel good, right? And you don't have to cover up because you're older, right? There's a cup of tea for everybody. Show it off, Martha. Do what you do. You know, you went <laughs> from prison to cooking with Snoop to Sports Illustrated, baby. I love it. Do what you do, Martha. Hey, I don't think they sold them threads in her Martha Stewart line, bro. I think this bullshit. No, I... I feel the same way, bro. You know what? Age ain't nothing but a number. If if you want to be a gilf, go be a gilf. Um, you know, do your thing. I, I definitely, um, I definitely support it. You know, she's become a kind of cool character, dude. She is, bro. Like, I mean, you have to. Just she ain't snitch. Respect the story, right? Yeah. You have to respect the grind, the struggle. Like, you know, you would, you would think that any other woman. From her background and, and things of that nature would totally turn state, right? But she yeah. held it down. She did her time. And then she came out and she was she was bigger than ever almost. Like, because Martha Stewart was big before. Yeah. But when she came out, it was like she was embraced by everybody at that point, right? Hip-hop embraced her. That's because she went to prison on some bullshit, dude. Like, it, she it, went to prison because someone gave her a tip about one of her stocks are going to take a, a dive. Fucking Nancy Pelosi and all these politicians, dog, they've been making a living off that shit for years, dude. Yeah, <laughs> so, wow, like, right? you know. Watch billions? Yeah, bro. So, that's why people respect her. They're like, you know what? She didn't go to, she didn't go to prison for some, you know, some for some pedo shit or, you know, some, some off-the-wall stuff. All she did was got a tip from a friend and, you know, Got in trouble for it. So, you know, people understand. People respect that. And, and she's been a hustler forever, bro. I mean, people have her linens in their closet now forever. So, And it, people are going to have this Sports Illustrated magazine in their 
Yank collection forever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. There's some people out there. Uh, like I said, they don't even make magazines too much anymore, do they? They don't. But I mean, she's on the cover of all of your social media outlets when you go look up the all right. Sports Illustrated edition. I don't want to do this to you, dog. Oh, brother. Uh, what, what do you rate that 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 cover? Of all, all time? Not all time. I just like you know on a, on a one to ten. Well. Are you talking about like just the history of it? Or are you talking about I'm talking like about the, that cover with Martha on it. Okay, so just for the history aspect, it's up there, right? <laughs> first woman, old first eighty one year old, the oldest eighty one year old woman on the cover, the only eighty one year old woman on the cover. Um but you know, let's let's talk about the photo, right? You know, it's real classy. She got this one piece on. I didn't know. tell you to describe the damn thing. I said write it. Rate it. <laughs> it's not giving away too much, but it's also not closing the curtains on you it's kind of giving you a glimpse at what you might be able to see um and then she got this nice elegant little draped over coat i rate it for martha in comparison to all the others oh damn I'm, I get, wanna... I'm gonna get killed either way <laughs> you're already you're <laughs> already done, you already then took it past the point of no return no return bud <laughs> Hey, you remember Varsity Blues? Martha Stewart, to me, has almost made it into the Oprah category. And for that, they're saying right there, it's probably like an eight or nine. <laughs> Oprah category? I put it over Oprah. No, 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 no. Shoot. You got me. <laughs> Boy, what ever, I'll do for Oprah. You ever seen Varsity Blues? I'm just saying Oprah's bank. Oh, okay. Cha-ching. You seen Varsity Blues? Yeah. With Billy Bob? Yeah. Ten. Fucking ten. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, for us to be realistic though, I would grab. You know, there's. I would say it's like a seven. Hey man, it's it's. I, it's, I give it a. I give it a solid seven, maybe an eight because again, it's history. She's not afraid to show that older women could be beautiful too. Tom, let's be real. You ain't never had a solid seven. Oh, <laughs> I had a couple three and a halfs though. <laughs> You're stupid. Nah, shout out to shout out to Martha being comfortable in her own skin, bro. And I and I, I encourage anybody, man or woman, to go on to take the you know follow her lead and be comfortable in your skin. Be comfortable with who you are. So many people just hate who they are, man. It's like appreciate who you are. Appreciate being alive, man. Like you're beautiful regardless. So. Exactly, and don't take it for granted. Like you know, your boy John, we talked about earlier, and you know, right now, <laughs> not only job. is he making himself look stupid, but he got everybody coming out to tell him how stupid he is. And Kwame Brown specifically came out and said, "I heard of NBA Young Boy, but I never heard of this NBA Dumb Boy before." Jesus. You know what I mean? So it is what it is, bro. You're making yourself out. To look like a clown in front of everybody, you have the everything, all the opportunities in front of you, but you still squander them away with bullshit. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I can't feel sorry for you, brother. I hope the best for you. I hope you can figure it out. Hope you can turn it around. But at the end of the day, you're not somebody that I could really feel sorry for. It's sorry. just, it's super disappointing, dude. Like, at some point, you gotta. You got to, like you say, figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're risking losing millions, bro. Like Risking the biscuit. Risking losing a lot of money. And for what? For a freaking, to look cool? To look, to look like a rapper? I know what it is. What is it? It's 
the prison that uh, the longest yard was filmed in is is actually recruiting for the green machine. The green the Mean Machine's new team. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> He's going to go play with Paul Crude, Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Jesus. They're all going to make a squad. Squad up, squad up. Yeah, nah, man, it's sad. Honestly, I don't want to talk about it too much. I don't want to bash him too much. It's just you can't help but tell somebody when they're stupid and you're stupid. Yeah, so I mean. Complain. You know what wasn't stupid, though? What wasn't stupid? The Garden of the Galaxies, the new flick. Have you went and checked it? No, I haven't. You got it. Are you a fan of Marvel? Um, yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I'd be lying if I said I've kept up. Oh, then you're not a fan. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, didn't they used to re- print these in magazines and you used to be able to go buy them and read them? Yeah. Okay, then. Well, how are you gonna call me not a fan? Do you have do you have comic book magazines? No, because I. All right, can't then read. you ain't a fan, dog. Oh, I'm a fan. Well, you better get but your kids to read us, them to you. Not all of us were born in the era where we had to get all of our entertainment through a magazine. <laughs> you know Facts. what I mean? Speaking of the uh, spanker meter that you were talking about earlier, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. These kids, don't, these kids don't know how good they have it. No, man. It was a good movie. Um, I know a lot of people were rating it as their best Marvel movie in a long time. I personally don't know if I give it all that yet i might want to watch it again however it is one to debate with one of the best marvel movies in a long time because it was action-packed from the very beginning you got your laughs you got your cries you got everything that you want out of a movie you got out of this movie it was good i recommend going and watching it it's a good movie okay well we'll see we'll have to check that out and see uh see if that's true uh, I'll I'll break down and watch it. I didn't watch Garden of the Galaxy two, but I'll go back and watch Garden of the Galaxy two. Uh, my bad, I'm not a fan. Allegedly, oh, God, I'm sorry, dog. It's just I don't know what I'm gonna do with you. Hey, you know what? You just don't give up on me, bud. And just like I don't ever give up on none of these folks out here following us and watching us along. Yo, this one's been a very experimental one today. Um, I didn't even get a chance to put down a, a mailbag question. And, of course, we didn't get one this week. So do you got a mailbag question that you can think of off the top of the dome? I do. Let's go. Who will be the leading scorer in... Both conference final games. In the series. whole series. Oh, sorry, dude, you know series. what? We before we got it, before we go, before I'm sorry, before well, well before we get into that, who's going to be the question? Leading who's going to be the leading score in both series? We didn't. I didn't even ask you what you thought. We got the Nuggets, but we didn't get the Eastern Conference. Oh no, I did. You didn't. Who did I, you say? I said Celtics are taking it in four, maybe oh, five. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, I said four, maybe five. I honestly think they're going to sweep them. But, you know, the fact that the Heat are the eighth seed and they're making it and they're fighting, you can't count out somebody who's fought that hard. Unfortunately, sometimes you just meet the end of the road. And I think they met the end of the road in Boston. I think Boston takes it. I game, got two words for you. Game four, game five. I got four words for you. Excuse me. Two different sets of, of two. That's four. Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Buckets. Hey, uh, bro, that, that game, I'm telling you, that I don't remember which which number of the last series it was um, where, where he puts up 50-something points. Yep. He went off, bro. And listen, I and I know that Milwaukee was hurt. I get that. Milwaukee was hurt. 
New York was New York. They were they were good enough to be a four, what, fourth seed or fifth seed this year, you know. So that's no excuse or anything either. Um, I just think right now Spolstra's pulling the right strings. Jimmy Buckets is probably the second best player in the playoffs right now behind Jokic. And I think uh, Miami's going to come out. It's going to be what it should have been in the bubble. It should have been Denver and Miami. And I think uh, the Nuggets win that series in five. Now, that being said, for your Western, for your Eastern Conference, um, although I think Jimmy Buckets is uh, actually, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Jimmy Buckets is going to lead the Eastern Conference in scoring. Um, I think Tatum's going to give him a good run for it. And Tatum, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Tatum actually uh, led in scoring on a losing effort. Yeah, if, if the Heat do win, it's going seven. Yeah. Uh, it's going seven uh, if they win. If it goes seven, the Heat ain't winning. I'm telling you why. Because they're not going to win it. They're not going to win a deciding game in Boston. But this is, this is what's going to happen. The first three games are going to the Celtics. Bro, did you not see Jason Tatum on 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 uh, on Sunday against Philly? It doesn't matter. Hitting fifty one in a closeout game. Listen, if the Heat want to win that series, it's got to go six. They're not winning Game Seven on the road in Boston. That's and why I told you it's going, it's going in either four or five. <laughs> so you're arguing uh, with somebody who agrees with now, you. I think the Celtics get it done in four or five. I think they take the first three, and maybe the Heat get one out. Bro, I think you're underestimating the Heat, boy. No, I'm not. Here's my bold prediction. The Heat are going to split the first two. Okay. They're going to win one in Boston. Probably going to steal game one because Ooh. I think the Celtics are coming in off this high. And I, they've been a team that's been inconsistent with their approach. Big win, have a big letdown, pick up another win. Now, I, I, they, they closed out game six and seven properly because they weren't looking good. Philly was up 3-2, ready to close that thing out with about half of the third quarter left to go in a whole fourth quarter. And then Jason Tatum came to life. And then Jason Tatum showed up and scored 51 in game seven. So yeah. I think the Heat are going to steal one at, home, at, at Boston. And then they're going to come back to game six with a chance to win it, seal it off, close it off. And they're going to do it at home. And they're going to face the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to win in six. The okay. Whole thing? They're, well, no, they're going to beat the Lakers in six. Jokic is going to be your leading scorer. Okay, he's going to average another triple double. Maybe in the, won't be a thirty point triple double, but he's definitely going to average another triple double. And then the Nuggets are going to take out the Heat in five games. Okay, so six games. Excuse me. This is my you ready for my rundown. Yeah. Nuggets in six. Okay. With Jamal Murray as the leading scorer. I think the Nugget, in order to finally break this curse of the Lakers kicking our ass in the playoffs, we are going to need Jamal Murray to come up big consistently. Okay. And I feel he will. As much as I have been his biggest critic all year, I think he will be the reason why we are in the finals. He will be the, the leading scorer of this series, closing it out in six games. Then I think the Celtics are either going to get it done again in four or five <laughs> with Jason Tatum as the as the leading scorer. Okay, so and and then the Nuggets are sweeping whoever they play in the finals. Who's MVP of the finals? Yeah, 
Come on, bro. <laughs> We've been saying it since they took the regular MVP. From it. It's going to be Jokic, bro. And if it goes to anybody else, they're just foolish. Now, your your guess about Jamal Murray being the uh, leader, uh, points leader, scoring leader in the in the Eight West Finals, um, I don't think that's a far fetched. I, uh, idea. I honestly don't envision Jokic averaging thirty points over this series. Um, I think his, this series requires him to average at his you know twenty four to twenty five. But um, I think he, where he's going to come up big is in his rebounds and his in his playmaking. If he can be a playmaker, and that starts with the two man game with Jamal. And I'm, I notice he likes to get Jamal going early. And if we can get Jamal going early, knocking down buckets. Um, that if we get Jamal from the Minnesota series versus Jamal from the the Phoenix series, he was decent in the Phoenix series, but he had a couple of games where he was really bad. Um, there's no way the Nuggets are losing. You know, they're we, we're halfway home. We've got eight. We got eight victories. We need eight more. And if Jamal and Jokic can average, you know, what they're what they what they've done over the the course of the playoffs. And you get any kind of contributions from Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, it's a wrap. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I personally think that we're going to see bubble Jamal. Um, so I think he's going to kind of be unstoppable. I mean, he's kind of seen it in the Sun Series where yeah. every single shot he put up was kind of going in. You know, he had a couple games where he didn't have the proper shooting percentages or performances, but he was clutch when he needed to be clutch. He was, but the games that he was on in that yep. series, he was on. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think. You That's know, playoff Jamal now, too. That ain't even bubble Jamal anymore. You're right. It is playoff Jamal. That's but just also, Jamal. Also, I think we need a, a big game from MPJ. Right, I think he needs to get us fifteen to twenty points a game. He needs at least he needs at least come through big once, probably about two or three times actually, in a series. And it doesn't need to be big scoring efforts. It can be just clutch play in the fourth quarter. Like the he's got to be clutch for us. Is we can't have him having a bad day beyond the arc because sometimes he gets in these little habits of where he wants to shoot and shoot and shoot three-pointers even when they're not going because he feels like he's going to get into his groove i understand that's your role yeah but sometimes that's not your only job out there right, right? and you you service us in so many other ways we don't need you getting stuck in this i need to be that guy to put up those threes all the time because yeah. you see it in the games that we lost to the to the suns you know he one of them, he was 0 from 4 from behind the arc. Yep. So we really can't get into that competition with these guys. But I think if MPJ has a big game and we get Jamal, we will be in the finals. And we got to be active Six. on that defensive end. We do. We got to be active. I think we're a better team when we're active. Dom, we kind of answered that question with with with, uh, with great you know breakdown of what we thought of the Nuggets series. Uh, little 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 you know just a preview man. Uh, tomorrow it goes down. Nuggets taking this series. I don't give a damn what nobody says. Yo, the real MVP about to show up big time. I'm excited for it. Um, as usual, uh, shout out to everyone and anyone. All the folks listen to us. Uh, all the folks that uh, live stream or hopping on the Facebook or excuse me the YouTube. Um, but also shout out to Icon Sales and Boxing, Anytime Flood Restoration, Cutthroat Barbers and Anglers, Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Janice's Catering, Lash All Beauty, and most importantly, DNA Sports Denver.com. That's right. And shout out to all the fighters at Icon. 
get ready to check them out go check out their interviews on our youtube shout out to you out there the viewers who are watching this live stream or maybe not watching it live but are going to check it out tomorrow hit that like button hit the subscribe button and turn on that notification bell so you can become a part of notification gang 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 gang